Hi there! Are you someone who lives out of a country you were born in or do you aspire to move abroad or you're simply interested in listening to heart-to-heart stories from people of different cultural backgrounds? If you are, you are at the right place. Welcome to my podcast, Meet the World With, where every week I talk to a person from a different country who has had an experience in living, working and studying abroad. This podcast, you'll be able to learn about different programs, job opportunities, tips and tricks, as well hear a real life experiences. Welcome to the Meet the World With, and I'm your host, Isidora. In this episode of Meet the World With, you will have an opportunity to hear a wild story of my dear friend, and I can say my longest mentor, Nikola Ignatovic. He originated in Serbia, traveled all around the world, graduated in high school in Hong Kong, did his bachelor's at Westminster College in the United States, and 17 years later moved back to Hong Kong, the place where it all started. Nicola will share his tips on how to build your business in a foreign country, what are some key lessons he has learned so far. Him being a young dad, he's currently learning a lot about work-life balance and he will share with us how he does it. We will speak about the importance of global community, proper support system, as well how to be a good ambassador to your country. Please help me welcome to the show, Nikola Ignatovic. My story about studying abroad, going abroad, is very similar to Isidora's story. So I was in high school in Belgrade at the Philology High School, studying Italian language, finished first in the second grade of high school, and then I got a scholarship for UWC, which stands for United World Colleges. Uh, the scholarship that I got to was for Lipo Chun, which was a college here in Hong Kong. And um, 17 years of age, I came here and then I finished third and fourth grade of high school here in Hong Kong, then went on to study at Westminster College in the U.S., (laughs) same place. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that was uh, a lot of fun. I was four years in the U.S. with one semester abroad, and my semester abroad was at the Semester at Sea program. Which I Isidora said, knows I as well. Stop you. It just happened to be that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it's amazing. Semester at Sea program. It is a ship like that belongs, like a cruise ship that belongs to University of Virginia. And okay, each semester, the university right now. It's changed from the time right that now. You okay. went there to the time that I went there. <laughs> from the long time that I was there, yeah. <laughs> which makes me feel so old right now. Yeah, so uh, 2009, that was 2009 was when I did that. It feels like yesterday, but that was 12 years ago, which, was, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, uh, I was about to ask you what, what was actually the first time you, you even started UWC. Yeah, the first time I started UWC was 2005. Uh, so 16 years ago was the first time when I came to Hong Kong and 16 years later I am here again <laughs> which is uh, so yeah after semester at sea I went back to Europe like I went back to Westminster finished Westminster was a little bit in Europe went back to Serbia and then 2017 uh, it was a 10 years reunion at Lipo Chan and that is when I decided to come here and stay here and Everything kind of took off at that point. Uh, so, so yeah, it's an interesting, it's, interesting it's path. It's amazing that what seventeen years later you are right on the spot where it all started, and it's pretty awesome. But yeah. how did you even decide to to start and to apply in in that long, long two thousand and five? Ah, that is. Uh, we had 
like I, I remember it. I know it was so long ago, but some some things you remember like they happened yesterday, literally. And uh, uh, we had an English lesson, and my English professor uh, at that time, Gazikalovic, she was helping somebody apply for UWC, and. Uh, I asked her, like, what is this? Like, what are people applying for? And she said, oh, this is like a scholarship that the Ministry of Education is giving. And the deadline for the application was in maybe two or three days. So I remember, uh, like, running home, downloading the application, filling everything in, getting my parents to sign. There were only two scholarships that they were giving at that moment. And the scholarships were for Italy and Hong Kong. So I talked to my parents and they were like, well, maybe you're studying Italian already, maybe sign up for Italy, but I really wanted to go to Hong Kong. So I did write Italy, but when I was at the interview, I was like, guys, I made a mistake. I really wanted to put Hong Kong as my first choice. So, so that's how it happened. And uh, I, I applied for it. Uh, we had the selections and in June, I found out that in August, I will already be going to the to Hong Kong and that's that's how it happened yeah it was completely fast unexpected I had no idea what was happening now today we have apps like Instagram Facebook Facebook didn't even exist back then uh we like the laptops that we were using like they're like phones did not have such a good cameras there was no WhatsApp or anything we had to use Skype when we were connected on a laptop with like a camera that you plug in into USB so there was not much information as to where I was going or what was happening or like what, what, what I can expect there. And it happened that when I came here to this city, I, I was mesmerized. I fell in love with it straight away. It, it was a beautiful city. And imagine like you're 17 years old, you see everything that you see here. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. And I always knew that somehow, like we always called it home away from home. And you realize that in a way it really does become home because that's where you celebrate your 18th birthday. That's where you meet people from all over the world. Uh, for people who are not familiar with the UWC concept, it's a college. Uh, there is, I think right now, 15 or 16 schools around the world. They all follow IB diploma, international baccalaureate. And it is kind of a preparatory thing for colleges and for universities later. And, uh, you all live on one campus, so you share, we shared, uh, like on our campus, we had around 300 students, 150 people were local from Hong Kong, 150 people were from over 70 countries. So you end up sharing your room with people from, or like the floor that you're living with on, you're sharing it with people from Israel, from South Korea, from Denmark, from Mexico, Croatia, all over the world, Bangladesh. And you become such a good friends with all of them. Like those friends, those, those are the friendships that you make for, for life, literally. And that, that, that defines you, that, that like it opens you up to the world. It opens you up to new ideas. It gives you the opportunities to, to do something with it. And my whole idea, the first time when I came there, the first thing that I thought to myself was, I wish somebody told me more about this before I went there. I wish I, wish I knew where I was going. I wish that our network of people... Who, who, who are abroad was stronger, that we knew what was happening, that we knew other people. And so we continued. Like I was there for two years. And then when I went to the U.S., I had exactly the same feeling. So throughout that, throughout like all of my studies abroad, so I have been abroad since then, uh, minded I spent four years back in Serbia, which was four years before 2017, before coming back to Hong Kong. 
And in all of that time, my thought was the same. My thought process was the same. There is so many of us who are abroad. There is so many of us who live somewhere and who, who like want to live somewhere, want to study somewhere, want to do something that I think that there should exist. Like the, the thing that Isidora is doing right now, it's amazing. And I really commend it because it helps like connect people. It helps uh, young people like who literally are the future, not only of our country, but of the planet as well. Like th- th- this is our time, what is happening right now. And we should stay interconnected. We should, we, we should all talk to each other, share the ideas. And that's how you change the world as well. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing your story and um, highlighting how important it is to share amongst each other and help each other out. So I'm really curious, um, how much has Hong Kong changed in your eyes from a a student who went there being 17? And I mean, anyways, Hong Kong is very um, multi-international place and it it is a melting bowl or a a salad bowl, however you want to call it. And from someone who is right now a young business owner and striving and, and living again, what, 17 years later at the same place? Ooh, it is very, it has changed a lot. Like in a way it hasn't, in a way it hasn't changed at all. So my first coming back to Hong Kong after, after college was, uh, after LPC, was during semester at sea. Like during semester at sea, I will get back to what you said. This is just like a little digression so at semester at sea you, you, you travel around the world and you visit um i think like 14 different countries in one semester while you're at sea you study while you are at uh, at the port you're free to do whatever you want maybe do like some kind of activity with the school like with the college and one of our ports was so my journey went from canada halifax we went down to spain cadiz uh casablanca morocco ghana south africa uh, Mauritius, Vietnam, India, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Japan, two ports, Hawaii, two islands, and San Diego. So when we, it was my first time to come back to Hong Kong in 2009. The feeling that I had, that was the, the ship was sailing into the port, and it was amazing. Like, literally, it felt like coming home to me. And then I went to LPC to visit it, like, with new friends, with everything. And I have never been that sad in my life because I realized that as much as I loved that city and as much as I like wanted to be there again and it was so beautiful, it was the people in that college who made it home, the people who were there, they made it what it was. And that was the first time that I realized, yes, the city is beautiful, but it's the people who make it. And when it was 2017, we were supposed to have a reunion, our 10-year reunion, everything was already planned. I got the ticket, I planned on coming here. And then from contacts that I have made throughout the years, uh, one of the people that I talked to and who came to Hong Kong afterwards because of business in 2012, uh, that guy, I can say he is my mentor. He, he is the person who taught me a lot. And he, he is somebody who I owe everything that I have right now too, because uh, he, he, he's amazing. His name was Gotze. And that guy was like, literally like I helped him with something when he was coming to Hong Kong. And then when I decided to come back in 2017, uh, we talked about it and he said like, hey, well, we already know each other. We helped out each other. We, we think alike. We think the same way. If you are going back there, maybe we can work something out. If you're planning on staying there, then you can start working there. So that's how it happened. It happened that I was coming back to Hong Kong and then I, I was staying for the reunion. And then after reunion, I was just staying here. Uh, 
the way it all started when I was here was my first office in Hong Kong. Uh, well, to get back to your question, the feeling was completely different. The feeling that I had when I was 17, it was uh, I needed to see as much as I could. We were staying up all night. We were trying to explore the city. We were trying to see so much to, to immerse ourselves in the culture. And that's, that's what made us love the city. That's what made us like fall in love with everything. But the things that I saw now and the things that I saw back then, it was like coming to a whole different city. I remember when we were kids, like all that was important for us was um, friendship and like being together and like just spending time together. So even if they would take us somewhere, which is like of cultural importance or they would explain something about the city, you see it, but you don't fully immerse yourself. And that's one advice that I would give to everybody. Immerse yourself in the experiences that you have. Use them. Use that opportunity. Use, the, use everything that you can. Don't, don't let it just pass by. So when I came back here, uh, it was amazing. It, it was amazing. I saw Hong Kong in a completely different light. I saw that what everybody was saying. Like I, when I was living in college, you're living in college, you're focused on studies, you're focused on everything else. But then you come here now and you realize that the city is what you said, a melting pot. Like everybody's there. It's a, it's a, it's a perfect mix of East and West. Uh, you see that the energy of this city, like every, everybody, anyone who was ever here that I talked to, they felt the energy of the city. It's that adrenaline, the rush, the city that never sleeps, the city of lights, however they call it. Like it makes you... Uh, it makes you awake. It makes you push harder, work harder, do more things. And it is, it, it is something that drives you, something that drives you to be better, to learn more, to, to develop yourself more in many different ways. And that's how I felt when I came here. So my first office in Hong Kong, just for reference, was a tiny little office with like one desk, one chair. And if I stood up and wanted to spread my hands like this, I didn't have enough space. Like there was not enough space to do that. No windows, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything. It was, it was so small. So from that little office, uh, right now I have quite a big office for Hong Kong standards. I have employees, the business is developing nicely and there is a lot of potential for growth. But one thing I realized is that the experiences that I had even before leaving Serbia, like the experiences that I had growing up um, in a country as Serbia is, uh, learning so many new things, learning how to deal with life, which was not easy to anybody who grew up in Serbia. And then using all of that, like, one, one thing I would give an advice to everybody who wants to go through any kind of like experience that is similar to what we had was listen to, listen to people around you, observe, observe what they're doing, observe what they're saying. I know that in the moment of like youth, when you're thinking about, oh, well, like I know everything, I'm the smartest, I do that. And then you realize that many, many years later, the things that your parents say, that your teachers say, that your older colleagues, friends, everybody say, they stick to you. They, they stick to you and you end up using them as much as you can afterwards. So it so happened to me that I, I, I was able to use the experiences that I had both in LPC, both at Westminster and both afterwards uh, to my advantage when I was here. I knew how to compartmentalize. I knew like what was important. Work is important. Social life is important as well. You have to focus on all of that, like on all of that in order to balance something out. Uh, and patience. One thing that changed was patience. When I was in Hong Kong first, there was no patience. We wanted everything. We wanted it now. We, we, we thought if we were invincible, like you, you go out, you stay out a whole night, you enjoy yourself. You think like, okay, the next day I can do exactly the same. 
one thing you realize afterwards in business is that being patient and thinking about everything that you're going to do, like even if it means like whatever work you have, it is never going to end that day. There is always something that's going to be left tomorrow. So prioritize what is important to you. Do those things like as well as you can. And then, and then everything else will come. So yeah, the feeling now it's a lot different. And, uh, and, and all of that was kind of like the cherry on top of everything was the little baby that I have right now. So Congrats. a completely different experience seeing Hong Kong as a, as a family man. As a young parent, Thank you. a young business owner and living abroad, I, I think your perspective is, is precious to anyone who is listening right now or maybe sometimes in the future. And I, I really do appreciate you. that you're highlighting even the hard parts of it, not not many of us are ready to be patient and to listen and it's very um, it's a very big characteristic of a lot of us um, including myself when you're young you think you know a lot now you think you know yep. everything and it's you think you know everything however um, life really fast teaches you that it's definitely not that so what are some other um, suggestions or tools or even um, habits that you picked up throughout your life abroad and right now as, as someone who is raising a child and um, raising a business to anyone who aspires to do the same or similar? Uh, I would definitely say, now I know this will sound like I'm really old, but I would definitely say listen to the people who are older than you and listen to your parents because they, 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 re they really know what they're talking about or at least listen to them partially and then kind of use it afterwards. Uh, there, there were hard parts. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Uh, a lot of people think that when you leave, uh, like to study abroad and to live abroad, uh, a lot of people just say like, oh, lucky you, everything is easy. Everything will come through. Like, oh, you're lucky. Like you, you really got lucky. Like everything was there. Luck plays a really big role in all of that. Of course, you have to have luck to maybe hear about it, to find out about it. But a lot of people don't think about the hard parts. And there are hard parts. And I think everybody who has been away from their family, everybody, especially in times like these as well now, I'm not only talking about like the times when everything was normal. Uh, it's, very, it's very difficult because you're very young. You're 17, you're 18, you're 19, and you enjoy the moments that you have and you, you enjoy the friends that you have. But at the end of the day, you, when you come back to your own room or wherever you're living and whatever you're doing, like the hardships that happen, you have to endure with them on your own. You're left with your own mind, your own head. And in those moments, you have to be really honest with yourself and, and, and you have to accept it. You have to accept the fact that like, sometimes you are going to cry if you miss your family. Sometimes you are going to cry if you miss your friends who are across the world, or if you are in a place where the culture is different, where your religion is different, where people don't understand you, and you have to understand. Don't even speak the language. I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen where it. sometimes, you know, yeah. So many of your friends, I know my friends who only knew how to say hello, and I, I've seen them learn yes. and study in a completely different language and reshape within a year. Exactly, exactly. Like that's that. That's exactly that. Uh, so many people, they come, they. They don't speak the language. They can exactly what you said. They can say hello and then they learn. So it can be very challenging and pe people forget that. People only focus on the good parts. But if you're able to endure and accept the hard parts that happen during that life, then 
then I think you're on a good track to to use those experiences later on in life because because they come they can, they can, they come when you least expect them, and what happens is when you are like for example right now when I'm working and when I'm really stressed sometimes there there was a period this year during COVID when I would go to the office at 7 a.m. and come back at 1 a.m. so like literally you stay up the whole day working and trying to push through and you realize oh well. Like, I'm not going to be able to see my family. My family is not going to be able to come and see me. Like, I haven't been able to travel. I haven't been able to do anything. I'm working a lot. And in those hard moments when you think, like, is all of this worth it? Like, how is it? How do you feel about it? You realize that you have been through those situations before. You have been focused and you have been, like, you know how to deal with them. And you know that distance, like, I know now with my friends from UWC, with my friends from college, like, no matter how far away we are, no matter how, uh, how long we haven't talked, if you, if you call them and talk to them, they're always there. Like, and, and you have to realize that the distance in the global world is becoming smaller and smaller. We are all interconnected. We are all there for each other. And I think, like, the most important thing for everybody, like, to, to go through anything is to talk, to talk and to share. Because people keep it inside. They go through hard times and they keep it inside and they only try, especially now with like all these social networks where you try to like present the best version of yourself. That's a tendency for all of us. But if you actually come to the point where you, where you say like, hey, I have a problem. I miss my home. Or hey, I have a problem. I had a very hard time at work and I don't know. Or like I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know how to register for something. Or I am stuck at university. I need to do something. It is as important to share your problems and your hardships as it is important to share your successes and other stories. Because if you find the balance between those two, you will be able to succeed. And that's the most important thing I think I found even now when working and when having a child and when everything is that balance. Balance is very, very important. I'm so happy you're voicing out. And I don't think we as a generation speak enough about our mental health and um Feeling weak is, uh, it, it's, it's okay yep. to, to be sad, it's okay to be homesick, and um, if you feel that you can't talk to a friend, this is my, uh, my two cents, go and talk to someone who is skilled and professional, and it's okay to ask for help, and it's okay to feel lonely, but do help yourself and talk to your family, talk to your friends, or talk to anyone who you think that they can help you out, because... As you said, it is really important to to let that out. Um, but I just want to circle back for a second. You on the beginning. Of could you could you repeat or, that because the connection broke? Yeah, Sorry, no, just like the last ten seconds. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Now I can hear you. The, the beauties of our <laughs> internet. Um, so I want to circle back to the beginning where you said that you wish we had more networks and that we were able to talk, so you could hear something about the place where you are right now what are some things you wish you knew before you went abroad first time well starting from small things starting from things like i wish i knew like i, w I wish somebody told me what to expect for example if we're talking about hong kong like i wish somebody told me like what to expect uh from the study program when i came here like i had no idea what ib was i had no idea how ib functioned or like what what subjects I will be able to choose, how I will do it. I had no idea what I should bring to college, how I like what, what, what I can expect here, what my options are or things like that. So what I think is like really important when, 
thinking about uh, the network, what we talked about is when I was at university, what we did was we kind of like started like including alumni. And for people who don't know what alumni are, it is the students who have finished a certain school or college or university, and then they stay connected to that. So everybody who finished UWC anywhere in the world were considered a UWC alumni. And uh, I think having a good connection, like what we did was the alumni, like the UWC alumni in Serbia, we took over the national committee. And we did it in such a way because we thought that it is very, very important for young people who are there. Like it's easy for somebody like somewhere to be, who, who has never had that experience to, to say like, oh, this person will go to college, this person will not go, not go and not prepare you because I feel that I was not adequately prepared by like the national committee at the time to like go there and to know what, what I can expect. But I have a feeling that right now when kids are like doing like how we, how we imagined it and Isidora is a part of it and we were all a part of it at once was that current students that are at UWC now and the, that are there, that they are able to organize selections, that they're able to introduce new and potential students to what they can expect when they go somewhere. Like what we, we try to, like I, I see that, uh, that they're doing it right now. I wanted to say that the kids are doing it, but they're not kids. They're, they're not like kids, little, people, little, little grown-up people. I, I even witnessed this, this year some of the people I was there for their selection process, and right now they're yeah. running it, and I'm... I'm impressed. Yeah. My, my heart is full. I, I cannot believe what, what happened. And then it, it spins back that, that it's amazing you're talking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like that was one of the first steps like in what we did was to, to connect, like to, to, to tell people because the point of going to these colleges and the point of uh, going abroad or studying abroad, at least for me, is not to go and forget who you are and not to go and just... Like, oh, I'm going somewhere abroad and I will reinvent myself there and I am starting a new life and that's it. Bye-bye my old life. No, you always have to remember who you are, where you come from, where your ancestors came from and use that in such a way to present yourself, your family, your, your country in the best possible way, but without without being too aggressive about it. Because I think like you always have to show but you, you have to respect and immerse yourself in the local culture. So again, we come back to that point of balance where you have to find the balance between those two things as well. And if you are able to do that, and if you're able to, like what I think should happen in the future, even, with, even within our own country, let's say if we're talking about Serbia, there is so many of us who are abroad, so many like really, really good quality students, entrepreneurs, uh, people who want to start their own business, people who are studying, uh, people who can give so much, if you connect them well, like these UWC kids are right now, uh, you will be able to have a network of really good quality people who can contribute something back. And if those people want to come back to their home country with the knowledge, with, with contacts and with experience that they have, they can contribute a lot. So I, I completely, like my, my opinion is like, that's why I'm abroad, go abroad, study abroad, work abroad. Get, gather, those, gather those experiences, but use them to help your own country, use them to promote it, and use them to open up your own country to the world as well, as well as bring the world back to your own country, or, or at least that's what we were told <laughs> that yeah. we should do. So that was, that was one thing that uh, I think we did good. Uh, later on, we did it through OSI, which was the Organization of Serbian Students Abroad. And uh, I think the organization functions perfectly in a way that it connects university students who want to study abroad through the sections that they have. 
But one thing that I still think do not, does not exist is some kind of network that would connect young professionals. So many people are studying. Let's say like there is many people who are studying like from Serbia or from the region, let's say like Balkans here in Hong Kong. And maybe some of them need an internship. Maybe some of them want like are looking for a job. Maybe, maybe there's a new young person who came here and is like wanting to open up a company and ha- having a great idea. I don't think that we should see those people as our competition or as something. We should all be there to help each other. Like there, there are such things as bridal showers, baby showers. Why not a business opening shower? And I think if people are there to help each other, like let's say... No, no, definitely. And I think it's awesome that, that you're talking about us being ambassadors everywhere where we are in the world. And um, even in the end, as you go again, circling back, you would not be again in Hong Kong if it wasn't for your friend from UWC. Yeah. And then you guys re-met and helped each other. So I, I really hope this might help someone to either reach out to me or to you or to any of the networks that I will post later in the bottom. And maybe that way people can connect and, and mingle and help each other. I feel there's a lot of us around the world who have the same vision. Yep, I agree. I agree. I completely agree. And I think there is a lot of potential. And as long as there are young people like you and all the other UWCers and everybody else who is there, I think the because if you look at it, even demographically, like it, it, our, our time is coming. Like We are young. We are full of energy. We are full of contacts. We're, it is up to us to do things that we think are right. And and we, we should be there to help each other because only like one thing I learned, and this is when you ask me about like business and everything. One thing I learned for business here is uh, if you shy away from others and if you tend to like only look at yourself and only try to push your own agenda and try to do that, yeah, it can be good for you. And maybe you will earn more and maybe it will be really, really nice for you in that way. But at what expense? But if, I have enough for myself and if I am doing good and everything like to me is like, it's, it's okay. But through my job or for anything that I am doing, I'm able to help somebody else and like help, help somebody expand their network. And I see that like, I am doing good. You are doing good. The person, the other person who I'm doing business with is doing good as well. And all of us are like being okay. Then I think there's no more satisfactory feeling than that. And we should all be doing okay. We shouldn't like some of us do absolutely excellent and best. And even the people who do that, they're not always doing that well as much as they want to show. So be there for each other, like use that network. That's what Especially I think is very important. Especially in very hard times, I, I think it's, uh, it's important for all of us to, to stick together and um, stay safe. As we're running out of time, I'm going to ask you two yep. last questions that I adore asking okay. anyone that I ever talk to. What is your current jab and what are you reading right now? Uh, what I'm reading right now is Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, it is an excellent book. It is something that like really reminded me, like now, now, now I will talk about my dad. So my dad runs his own business um, since I was born. It's a printing company in Belgrade. And since I was a kid, he like no matter where I went to study, what I went to do, he would always like bring me back to the printing shop and I had to learn a lot of things that were happening there. So I had to learn how to like clean the plates or do, do, do something like small, small little like manual tasks and manual labor. And it was always like my dad was always there to talk about business, to talk about like how things should be done, like certain values and everything. And me being a teenager at that time, I thought that was so boring. A lot of times we would have like these 
huge arguments and we would have these these moments where where we would be like oh my god you are boring me to death i cannot listen to you until the point like until the moment came now where i am in hong kong now and i am like doing my own business and i look at myself like going for some hard times or like having to make a hard decisions or or doing something and i think to myself i'm like wait what would my dad do he actually did that he actually like taught me all of that and those things clicked like that that's what i was mentioning at the beginning like those lessons clicked so the the book is absolutely amazing i would recommend it to everybody who wants to read it and i think it is something that people should be like it, it helps you it helps you learn the perspective because one thing that he says in the book is this uh we are all who teaches us professors teach us and they're all employees like everybody like even our parents often tend to be employees and like the way the, the way they share knowledge with us this is just in short i won't reveal too much but the way they share knowledge with us they share knowledge as employees but if you want to think as an entrepreneur or somebody who is doing something then it is good to have like to listen to people who have that experience and i was very very lucky to have like both of my parents who were running my business and like to know like oh my mom was doing this my dad was doing this <laughs> My mom just joined ah and I'm just mentioning her. <laughs> and uh it was it was amazing. It was amazing like to use those experiences like what they did like with their own company and like how I saw them like what they were doing and I say like oh well my mom was doing like this 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 in this company. I I'm using that right now here in Hong Kong on a different scale on a different level but those experiences stay with you. And the second question was what What's was my jam? Yeah, what are you listening to right now? <laughs> Oh, right now I I actually started listening to kids songs. So, I yeah, having having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> having a baby, I am listening to the songs that I was listening to when I was a kid and honestly, I am enjoying it more than I thought I would. So, I ca- I catch myself like going for the day and singing the kids songs, which That's which awesome. is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank Literally. you so much for sharing your experience and being so open and willing to talk about your life abroad um you being a student and you being a young business owner and putting so much emphasis on your family and on healthy surrounding and i i really do appreciate that you took time out of your really 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 busy life as i know your baby is waiting for you to put her down so yep. um i will not keep you any longer for everybody else and thank you for having me and thank you for organizing all of this it's absolutely amazing anytime anytime i'm really happy to to help out and i i know that there's people just like you around the world who are willing to do this so for everybody else i'll put all the links down in the bottom if you have any questions concerns comments either write up already down there or drop by my dms or even by nicolas i i know he's always up there and ready to give an advice at least and stay, stay tuned for future and, projects yes and say hi to girls will do take care <laughs> bye bye bye